best Kiwi event in New Zealand, this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go! Well, welcome to the Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you get from New Zealand's west coast of the South Island to the east coast by running, biking and kayaking your way across some of the amazing landscapes. This podcast is brought to you by Team CP, your endurance coaching specialist. I'm Angus Petrie. And I'm Richard Greer. In this podcast series, we're going to share training advice from specialists, insights from past athletes and generally aim to help you achieve all of your goals from the start to the finish line of the Kathmandu coast to coast. Richard Greer, great to have you back in the studio. Look at the studio, it's, uh, you've really dicked it out there. <laughs> if only the uh, the listeners could see, good thing it's a podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good, absolutely, how are you doing? I'm good mate, I'm good, welcome to episode 8, we're on the final stretch to the finish line Yeah, this, or this the week. start line you might say as well, to well, the race day. Well true, true, we've got to get to the start before we get to the finish. That's right, that's one of the big goals isn't it, I just want to get to the start line in one piece, that's a success and then get across the country and actually to finish in one piece. That's right, because if you're now at the point of thinking about the finish of the coast to coast, you're at that point where we're going to start shortly. Yep. So I just need to look after myself between now and race start. I need to do everything in my power to just look after myself and start in the best condition I can. Taper time can be a really tough time for people just mentally because we're trying to back off a little bit, we're trying to be fresh, you're like starting to doubt yourself, well I'm actually fit enough, am I actually strong enough, but hey you've done this work, your work, you've just got to remind yourself I can't get any fitter or stronger, fitness is actually going to make myself tired, so we want to be fresh and have a spring in your step and enjoy it and have a smile on your face and, and use a bit of extra time to get yourself organised as well. So taper time, couch, YouTube and a big bag of chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably doesn't hurt. No, you it a little bit of fitness. Yeah, I don't want to get completely fat, but no, yeah, yeah, no. Just enjoy that period. Um, hang out with the family. Remember why you're doing this in the first place. And uh, hey, a bit of a race plan is a great thing just to consolidate those thoughts in your head. Write it down. Get it out of there. And then, uh, and then just enjoy that whole process that is the event as well. It's not just about race day, it's all this stuff. Soak it up and then enjoy the fact that, hey, I might be as fit as I've ever been before. Uh, I'm in good shape, that's good, let's embrace that. If there's niggles going on, just rest up, don't overdo it, and then uh, let's stand on the start line, push, go, and see what happens. And nonetheless, it's good base for next year, right? Yeah, exactly, all good training, <laughs> yeah, exactly, all good learning, absolutely. All right. Episode 8, what have we got in store for oh, everybody out there? We've got some really good uh, people to talk to. We've got Anna Dean. We're going to talk a bit about nutrition with her. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk... Anna Dean from Tailwind. Yes, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, not Tailwind exactly. She's just a... Um, uh, she's got lots of different experience in regards to her nutrition. She does use Tailwind, but she's uh, raced the race in a few different ways with her mum and things like that, so that changes what nutrition needs to be. So we're going to have a bit of a chat to her. We're going to talk to uh, Mike, who I met the other week from the end of the mountain run. He's he's uh, on a training mission, so just put the mic in front of him. And what I like about that is is that we're going to find out what happens when your wife bumps you out of the support group, <laughs> what your next plan becomes then. Exactly. And uh, training nutrition probably needs to be looked at, Mike, but uh, that you find out about that in the interview. And then we've got Matt Stewart. He, uh, 
he uh, his goal this year is to try and beat all the longest as to the finish line. So he got beaten by Simone Meyer. He had a bit of a yellow submarine going on down the Wymac. So we're going to have a bit of a chat to him about what he's learned from last year and what this year's looking like. Brilliant. So we've got a full-on episode. Uh, we'll have a bit of a recap at the end of this. Yep. So stay tuned right to the end. Yep. Um, short term, let's listen to Anna. Hi guys, we've got Anna Dean on the program. Anna, you have done the coast to coast a number of different times and a number of different ways. So really stoked to have a bit of a chat to you today. How are you today? Yeah, good, thank you. That's the story. Um, so tell us about your experience with the coast to coast. How many times have you done it and in what different ways have you done it? Um, I've done it five times. Mm-hmm. Um, the first year I just went straight into the longest day. Um, right. And then the second year, I did it with my the tandem team with my friend. Yep. Um, the third year, I did the two day solo. Yep. And the fourth year, I did a tandem team with my mum. Okay. Um, who had been my support crew for all those previous years? And then, um, <laughs> if you can't beat them, join then, them. Was that the scenario? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then did the one day again solo. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Cool, cool. So of all those different experiences that you had, what was, what would the, be the one event that sticks out for you the most? Is it one that like, yeah, I really enjoyed that and that was awesome or are they all awesome in different ways? Um, for sure, when I did the two-day solo, I actually won um, the women's field and I just had one of those days, well, two days where everything just clicked and went right. So, brilliant, yeah. Brilliant. That's so good because it doesn't happen very often with this event. There's no. a lot to get right <laughs> no. to be able to do that. So it's nice to be able to say I nailed it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, fantastic. So, and then how was it like, um, I'm uh, working with a few people that are doing their longest day and it's the first time they're doing the coast to coast longest day. How was that for you right back at the start to jump straight into um, the longest day? I remember going to, it was like a coast to coast Q&A um locally halfway through the year and they had a hands up of who's doing coast and then um keep your hands up of who's doing the one day and i kept my hand up and um this guy that was taking it looked at me and like oh you're not gonna have (laughs) have a very good time yeah yeah and from then on in i was just gonna (laughs) prove him wrong um but yeah, 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 fantastic. And uh, and how did that one go? Standing on the start line, because as you say, like just to get it right is a real challenge, isn't it? So how did you go in that first year? It's all about the cutoff time in the kayak for a slow one dayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my day was quite calculated, but um, I got quite sick on the run, so I struggled with nutrition, and then um, had had limited time. Um, spear in the kayak and I made it um I think about 15 minutes um with 15 minutes to spear which after that I after that checkpoint I just floated and (laughs) and, um had a few snacks yeah Yeah, and then continued with the rest of the race right going like a maniac to get through uh and 15 minutes to spear is not a lot that's one swim or something no not going completely to plan so well done and that must be pretty rewarding to get over that finish line the first year yeah yeah for sure it's like nothing else yeah fantastic um and then you've also had an experience with doing it with your mum as well how was that like you did so you did the um the the tandem team then you did the the two day at the point end and won it and then you went to um to do it with your mum how was that yeah it was um it was pretty special 
um, she had, yeah, obviously always been support crew. So to then get her um, and take her on the other side of what we actually do each year mm-hmm. on that run, the run took us six hours. Okay. Um, well, your mum's pretty, but, got, got, got a bit of toe. She do, goes all right. Six yeah. hours is an awesome time. Yeah, yeah. Um, she had some, she had some big bruises and, and battle wounds, and then, um, and then the kayak's quite special because she, they don't need to be an expert kayaker. Um, she just had to spend some big training days, I guess, <laughs> sitting in the boat. Getting used to um, it. Sitting, so, sitting. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it was really special to be able to take to take her through there. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So you did the tandem team together. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you, you were driving, she was sitting in the back navigating and telling you to go faster or go left a bit, I'm sure. That uh, no, no, I think she was just quiet and just putting all her trust in me. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. And, um, and then the longest day, you've just, the longest day was your most recent one. You went back and had another crack at that. How was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, went in with lots of hope, but yeah, didn't have a good day. Right. Um, so... Yeah, disappointed with that, but I know that, yeah, you can never always all come together, especially in coast to coast. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So why didn't, why wasn't it quite your day this time around? Um, I just felt like I couldn't get out of like third or fourth gear from right. the get-go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, just battled on and, and uh, just did your best kind of thing all day, but not, didn't quite have that spring in your step how you'd like to. Yeah, yeah. To, couldn't, couldn't turn into animal mode <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> start chilling yeah. yeah beast mode come on click it in but you just yeah. couldn't get that yeah. top gear going on ah no yeah. um so you you've had lots of different experiences and obviously you're going at the pointy end of the field through to we're just finishing and enjoying myself here so well, how does your nutrition change in uh, between that so what do you and then also you mentioned right at the first time you actually had a bit of a tough time nutritionally uh that didn't go yeah. to plan very well in the first longest day so tell me tell us a little bit about that so my first longest day, I ended up vomiting on the first bike ride three times. Oh my gosh! Um, How does that happen? And lost my yeah, I lost my bunches that I was with. Yeah. And because I had this strict sort of well, not strict, but this time plan to get me to the cutoff. Yep. I was very stressed from the, from that first bike ride, but I think what it was was so many nerves um, mm-hmm. from the lead up to standing on the start line to a very fast run. Yep. off the beach and then on the bike and my stomach um just was going no what are you doing yeah. did you have quite a big breakfast as well um uh, just a standard breakfast nice. yeah, yeah okay. i guess yeah. i hadn't done much rain uh, like racing yeah um at that point um so yeah i was just overly nervous and so yeah. everything was just sitting up in my stomach and nothing was digesting down yeah yes yes because um, you're putting more on top of it once you're on the bike because that's probably part of the plan you've got to get the fuel in yeah and then that yeah just yeah <laughs> right okay yeah. so you cleared that out and obviously it didn't stop you you're, you're relatively t- determined Anna. um yeah. yeah 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 so nutritionally how how did you how's that developed um as you've experienced more and learned more about your body um, that when you, yeah, when you get in a stressed state, um, racing at the high level, your body's in a stressed state. So you need the easy, um, easy nutrition on your stomach so that your yep. stomach, your stomach's not thinking, oh, I need, I need to chew this sandwich right now, stuff yes. my legs, they don't want to go any faster. It's like. 
Yeah. hundred percent. All the body, your, your body's continually asking, should I send this blood to my skin to cool me down? Should it go to my muscles to make me go faster? Or should it go to my digestive system to just try and digest yeah. that bacon sandwich that I've just eaten? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to choose the bacon sandwich. No, that sandwich is going to come straight back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you go fast <laughs> enough, that's where it's going to go. It's like, no, we don't need to deal with that. We've got bigger things to fry at the moment. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So how have you managed that, like getting that nutrition going? Um, um, well, I guess, that, I guess that race, um, when I was feeling crook, um, I got onto the run and I knew I had a huge problem um, because I hadn't eaten much um, and I couldn't continue throughout the whole day with no fuel. So I put a lolly in my mouth. I couldn't yep. swallow it or chew it and it just dissolved. And then I put another one in and then I drank some, um, some tailwind and mm-hmm. that got down. Um, and mm-hmm. then I like dug myself out of the hole. <laughs> yeah. Right. Slowly, but surely. Yeah. So, so some yeah. sugars and some fluid and, and, uh, with the tailwind as well, the, the right amount of salts and things like that, that your body needs. And let's yeah. just, let's just slowly, uh, keep it really, really simple. Fuel my body in a slightly different way. And then, uh, that's yeah. something that you can digest easily to, to get going yeah. down the track. Yeah, it's either I have a hard day um, with no energy at all and might not make it, or I have a hard time right now trying to get some stuff down slowly and really focus on it. Yes. Um, so yeah, you got two options. <laughs> yeah, 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 fantastic. Good stuff. So, um, so manage, and I guess it's the thing with racing, isn't it? You have periods of down, and obviously you've had some really down periods that this is just ugly and not going to plan, but then you have periods of up as well, and you've just got, got to get through those tough moments. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Know, know when you're in your hole, know how to get out of it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So never give up kind of thing. Is it, yeah. How do you, mentally, I always enjoy to sort of ask people how they deal with that sort of stuff. How do you do that? Uh, obviously, you're pretty stressed at that time when you're talking about the um, sort of everything sort of falling to pieces and things, not going to plan. Yeah, um, well, I don't know, just make, uh, break it right down. Don't think of the rest of the race, just that lolly in your mouth at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just do what can I do now? That's cool. Yeah. Um, and you've experienced, as I say, like you've done this race five times, you've done it in the tandem team, you've done the two day, you've done the longest day. Uh, the first time is the longest day. Uh, any sort of key tips that you would give others that is maybe doing it for the first time or um, trying to see if they could do better? What would you say? Um, keep it here? simple. Yeah. It's such a chaotic day in terms of all the bits of gear all the different transitions and different legs just keep it simple in your gear and nutrition yeah and um don't overthink it yeah yeah and that makes it easier for your support crew and then you as well doesn't it to be able to yeah uh, just yeah and it makes your transitions faster if you've got less stuff then you've got less to worry about Yeah. (laughs) yeah and it's that thought and the worry and things like that is key isn't it just uh uh, just to know I, I, I just need to get from A to B and this is all I need to do and, and then just carry on. And um, yeah. the support crew are uh, more relaxed and then you can just have more of a fun yeah. day and just focus on actually the job at hand. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. Good job. Nice work, Anna. Anything else to add? Anything else to share? Um, no, that's it. Pretty much. That's, yeah. that's really well. No, great to be able to talk to you. Great to be able to get a bit of an understanding about where you're from and, and, and uh, what you've... Uh, experience across the way and and uh, how you've got through those dark moments with the tailwind helping you out to get there and uh, yep. and obviously uh, doing really well at the pointy end of the field as well so uh, will you make a comeback is your mum coming back to to do it again 
Um, no, me and her uh, chief support crew for my husband, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, so, brilliant. Yeah, that's what we're up to. Have you been a support crew before? Um, last year was the first time, yeah. Right, okay, so so mum led the way because she's, she's, um, she's pretty pro at it now. So, yeah, I'm just learning. <laughs> just do what you're told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Anna. Well, uh, yeah, enjoy doing that, and uh, look forward to seeing you out there and um, and uh, cheering a whole bunch of people on come race day. Yep. Yeah, so thank you. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Bye. Some more great real life stories there from Anna Dean, uh, experienced uh, athlete there, and and all sorts of it. You know, the competing with her mum which, uh, you know, she talks about there with her nutrition. She's able to, Richard, eat uh, more whole foods yeah, because not you're going, not yeah. at that high intensity level, maybe? That's right. Not going as fast, are you? And it's quite a different view. Like, she's 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 the same person, but racing it different with different expectations. Therefore, her nutrition changes because how long she's going to be out there changes as well. So, yeah, really good to get a feel for what she actually does and how she managed that across those different events she's done. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, obviously swapping to the tailwind stuff, a whole lot easier, more, more I suppose, athlete consumable yep. um, for that different spectrum of... Of thing there. So again, and we've we've had this on a few of our podcasts. Uh, quite clearly, it shows nutrition is a very individual thing. Yeah. There are some great guidelines to it, but you need to find your individual piece. That's right, and that's the thing. Uh, we're really close to race day now. Don't do anything different on race day. That's the number one rule about it. <laughs> so hopefully, we've practiced. Just do what you practice. Don't try and throw something out and uh, change it just before that. So. So yeah, go back with that. Keep it simple. Have variety in your food options, and and then you'll um, just have a good day. At the end of the day, this event it's actually a nutritionathon. The yeah, person that fuels yeah. themselves the best will actually finish well, and therefore you'll be able to perform to your potential if you fuel yourself well. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, speaking of race day, it's time we got back into the final leg. Yes. Um, so we're just not long fallen out of the boat. Yeah, that's our last time <laughs> we left off last at the time. Be- at, the, at, the side of the, at the side of the river, of course, the, not in the river. Yeah, exactly. In the right spot, in the transition. So key points around that transition, I think you were mentioning just before off air, was that uh, it's actually just take a moment to actually grab something to eat, get yourself sorted properly, change properly. What's the weather doing? Get yourself sorted before you get on that bike. Correct. So, that, so you know, I, I, my opinion is, is that uh, you've got 30 seconds to spare unless mm. uh, unless you're 30 seconds from the lead of the race then maybe <laughs> you don't yeah. but, but uh, most people will have a spare 30 seconds that while they're getting changed to make sure they've got everything sorted and proper just to quickly put something in the body depending on how their nutrition's been in the kayak right. eat drink quickly then you can get on the bike and spend the first 10 15 minutes just trying to find your rhythm get in a good rhythm and a good pace against uh, rushing up the beach, getting on the bike, and then rushing off on the bike, and then trying to fuel That's yourself. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that includes clothing and make sure you know kind of what the, you're going into, and then getting warm and and right so you're comfortable on the bike and you'll be able to go out. But you're totally right in terms of it's about smooth and rhythm and not not rushing. So think about your pedal technique, think about those full pedal strokes, and just get into your groove as you get going. Yeah, and your clothing thing you just touched on there. Another another key time that your support crew will come into this because you've been isolated in a boat for potentially five hours, give or take either side of that. Hopefully your support crew have had a look at the weather, they know what's ahead, 
um, and they can give you some guide and they'll know roughly how long you're predicting to be on the bike. That's right. Um, and can give you some guidelines of what clothing maybe you should be taking. That's right. Yeah, yeah. hopefully you're in good spirits and, and, uh, and you've eaten and drunk well, so then you can actually make good decisions, but they might have to make them for you as well. Uh, Two-day is a different bike ride for the longest day, obviously. So two-day you hopefully will get in a bunch. I think one of the key points about riding in a bunch there is actually just don't don't wait for others. Actually, just get into a rhythm and ride yourself. But if there's a, someone coming past you, see if you can get on their wheel. If you pass someone else, encourage them to say, come on, let's do this together. And as you get down south, their road, uh, hopefully build a bit of momentum, get a bit of bunch riding, communicate, talk, help out, support each other. And that's actually a really fun part of the race. Yeah, correct. And I know, you know, a day ago when we yep. started, uh, you know, potentially you didn't want to be doing too much work on the front. Yep. Right now, same thing. You don't want to be doing all the work on the front if you've got a group. Nobody likes to be towing everyone along. But think about it this way, that this is your last leg. You're on the last leg. You can empty the tank now and get yourself your best time you possibly can. 100%. So keeping it really yeah, really smooth all the way down there, managing your energy levels. Once you get into Christchurch, there's some tight bends that you have to roll around and, and a little bit of a hill up and over the bridge. So just be aware that often the, the, the bunch can kind of splinter a little bit there. So having some energy towards the back half of the ride rather than dragging that bunch along and then them leaving you in the um, in the dust as they get keen and come into Christchurch. Yeah, and once you get in that bunch, if you get in a bunch, just take a look at your speed you're doing because you might not feel it's very fast and you go to the front and you might only be adding uh, one or two kilometres an hour but you're working really hard for it so you want to just make that little equation in your head I'm giving away a couple of k an hour but I'm actually really reducing um, my output and I can just hold Yes. A little bit. Yes, just. A I know. Bit, I just right. said that you need to empty yourself <laughs> to get you to the line, but a clever person will just hold that bit for the last five k, ten k, or something. Yeah, that's exactly. And, um, then, and then if you're going over those, round those corners, just be towards the front if you can. So then, because as the the bungee cord sort of stretches as people accelerate out of that corner, hopefully you'll be going to be able to stay with them rather than being dropped. And and just quickly before. For, for those that haven't done it, traffic management as we come into town? Yes, so uh, I mean everything you've got to be thinking about, you've got to manage yourself, there's traffic management there depending on what time of the day that you come in, but you've just got to look after yourself in terms of traffic. Uh, there's no the, there's one set of traffic lights but it's coned and it's just a left turn so you can take that one, uh, that's part of that, but yeah be really aware of traffic because that's obviously key and we want to make sure you get to the finish line safely. And, and, and if we just jump to one day as again, yep. uh, there is potential, well hopefully not a two day, but definitely one day is, there's potential it could be dark. Yeah, I had a guy a couple of years ago whose lights went flat and he was in the middle of nowhere and it was no moon or anything like that. So I had to actually hang out with someone else that was coming through and ride with him until the edge of Christchurch because he couldn't see anything. So that kind of slows you down a bit. But uh, So making sure your batteries are charged, um, all that sort of stuff is really key as well. And it's a requirement for high vis or something like yeah, that it depends on what time you leave yeah uh, so that obviously read the race handbook exactly what the notes are there but yes you need to make sure you keep yourself safe so have that available if you are a bit later uh in the day um, and, and actually a really good point you just made because as much as we're well informed uh, people richard uh it shouldn't be taken as gospel <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails you should make sure you have read that handbook before the race yeah if you said that, to listen back, to it back on the to front podcast it's not going to wear very much these <laughs> yeah. couple of turkeys so talking about the race so another that's that's actually quite a key thing yep. 
you know to do is make sure yourself and your crew have read that handbook. Yes, it's some great stuff in there. Uh, about that longer stay, get into a rhythm, do your thing, break it down into its small chunks. Don't think about it as a whole. It's a mental game, just keeping on chipping away like you've been doing all day. Uh, so make sure you keep doing that. And uh, uh, the other key thing we've been working with on our guys that are doing the longest stay, a GPX file that you can put on your um, navigation Garmin device, etc., will help you get to the finish line, know how far you've got to go, know that you've got to take left-hand corners, right-hand corners, and just hopefully not get lost, because that does happen as well, unfortunately. And again, uh, use that mental, uh, I'm nearly there, yes. and use that, because that's actually really powerful. Yep. Like I always find that... You know, when you get into that point of the race, that you know the finish line's here. That's actually quite a powerful tool to be able to use that to drive yourself to the finish. Exactly. Empty that. Uh, empty that tank. You're getting close to the finish line. You're racking your bike. You're seeing the uh, the officials take that uh, your bike from you, and then you've got to run down the sand, uh, high five everybody you can possibly get to, and uh, then to scramble up to the top. And you'll see uh, Steve Gurney, uh, potentially Glenn Curry as well, and uh, maybe you as well, Angus. Yeah, quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me. Try not to uh, go the other way because I could be standing here with a microphone hot and ready to hear your stories of the day. <laughs> you won't recognise it, but you'll definitely recognise the voice. Yeah. But, um, you know, that last uh, run up the beach, take that in. That's it. That's what you came for. You, you earned that um, that moment, that right, that, yep. you know, 10, 15 seconds of running down that thing to the finish line. That's well done yes exactly soak that up uh find your family um just embrace that enjoy it, it and uh yeah what a journey and and there is one more thing to do once you get to the finish line you've crossed the finish line you've got your medal you've got your your drink you've got to go and touch that water you do that's a, a you have to do that yeah absolutely you make sure you do that and uh you dive in that's what you can. come for you came for the catman do coast to coast yep. touch it at uh at the start touch it at the end job done good job Hi guys, I'm here with Matt Stewart. Uh, he is a Māori sporter, Team CP athlete. We've been working together for a couple of years now. Uh, father of two, busy job. Uh, you're getting it done coast to coast. As, uh, we've ticked it off last year. Got a job to do, a few things to improve on uh, the year coming up, Matt. And um, just wanted to catch up with you today just to have a bit of a chat about your journey, where you come from, why coast to coast, what happened last year in the build-up and then the event, and then what are you working on and, and how's this year shaping up for you building upon that. So how are you getting on today? Yeah, hi, Richard. Uh, yeah, well, well, thanks. It's a nice, hot, sunny Canterbury day. Uh, 27 degrees out there and blowing like blazers. And Perfect. It's great to be in here, nicely air-conditioned uh, room, <laughs> talking to you. Yeah, in the studio. Yeah, in the yeah. studio. Here yeah. we are, the well-appointed studio, <laughs> multimedia empire that's developing here at Team CP. Yeah, I like it. That's good. Um, so, first of all, a bit of background. Tell us where you started this journey. When did you decide that Coast to Coast is something that you wanted to do? Yeah, that was um, Coast to Coast 2018, actually. Um, yep. I, I went down to... Um, Gorge Bridge to, to watch the transition, the, mm -hmm. the kayakers coming in, live not far away in Darfield, so got on the mountain bike, went tootled down. That was actually my longest mountain bike ride for some time, right. it was 15 kilometres to give you an idea of where I was coming from, <laughs> okay. yep. um, and just saw a whole lot of normal people getting out of kayaks and trying to run up a hill, yep. and I thought, heck, you know, this is something I've dreamed about doing since I was a kid. Um, yep. it's, it's part of, you know, I think a lot of what New Zealanders want to do, want to aspire to do, um, the images of Robin Judkins and, and Gurney and um, all of the great athletes that have taken you know, part in this over the years, the, the washouts, the weather, the, yep. the close finishes. And so I could be part of this. Yep. So how do I do that? Um, I had a 
uh, a friend, a colleague I worked with, um, uh, who's done it a few times, a guy called Tim Bailey. Yep. And um, he said, well, look, I think the first thing you need to do is talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. Cool. So he said, uh, Richard Greer, he seems to be uh, seems to be the guy. <laughs> Throwing himself and, all over the place. And yeah. it, that's where it started. I think okay. I rang you. Um, mm-hmm. We had a chat. We yep. met you out at... Uh, the uh, Kiwi um, head office, <laughs> uh, happily yeah. again, just quite close to where I live. Yeah. Um, and yeah, here we are two years later, um, yeah. getting ready for number two. Yeah, brilliant. So talk me through that um, that build up of, of last year into your first event. How did that go? It went well. I mean, um, I was starting from less than zero, to be honest. Um, overweight, unfit, um, eating the wrong stuff, drinking too much. Most of that's changed. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, so it was really a case of a slow build up and yep. um, over time. and. Um, I really got sucked into the cycling because I was really enjoying that. Yep. The first year was a lot of cycling. I yep. think it was about 5,000 Ks I did in that yep. first year. And, and that was something that you, you could do, your body was able to do. It's a good strength thing, getting fit, getting moving. Again. That's right. Uh, from that 15 K mountain bike ride down to the Gorge Bridge. It's exactly, a yeah. big difference, isn't it? Yeah, so the first first year of training was um, was up and down because we I had a, um, I came off the bike, off the mountain bike, broke a few ribs. It yep. cost me three or four weeks of training. Um, I did both ankles, literally. Yep. Uh, first one, about eight weeks out from the race and yep. the second one about three weeks out yep. so that cost me a lot of time again um, yep. and um, I think those things were as a result of not being um, really active as I could have been for 10 years before this yep. so yeah. the body wasn't really quite willing and able um, and I think that's been a fundamental difference with this year's effort so far. Yeah cool so um, what are you doing differently in regards to training now yep. compared to what you were doing then what are your learnings? Yeah well certainly according to Strava I've changed my habits okay. um, so a lot less cycling this year yep. and I'm fine with that yep. um, uh, and a lot because more Because you're good at that? Yeah that's right. happy with that? Yeah I can, I can go back to that because I'm relatively strong on the cycling yep. and I know it feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, the running I've never been comfortable with biodynamically probably a bit of a mess okay. not the greatest running style um, tend to plod along at quite a low speed yep. but can run for quite a long time yep. um, so I've focused a lot more on the running this year and have increased my running workload by around 40% and have halved the amount of cycling I'm doing okay. so um, that's given me actually a bit more time to spend with my family because okay. ty- yeah. cycling can take up a lot of time it does doesn't it yep. Yep. Um, and just been more specific on the paddling this year mm-hmm. so whereas last year I was learning to paddle yep. um, and uh, spent a lot of time just sorting myself out in the boat this year has been tweaking that technique, tweaking that style, and just spending more time actually uh, building up the endurance. That's right. And one of the beauty, you know, great things about you, Darfield 15Ks from Gorge Bridge, you can actually play on the upstream part of the river as well, which is a, a something a whole bunch of people will be quite jealous of right now. Yeah, I'm really lucky. Really lucky. <laughs> yep. I mean, if you have it on your backyard and back doorstep, you might as well use it. And I, yep. I'm lucky about to do that. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. So that's, uh, that's those key things. So t- tell us about your race. How did your race go? Um, uh, always enjoy a good war story, but yeah. obviously we want to add a couple of good things in there as well. Oh, it, was, it was tremendous. I mean, um, from from the first few minutes of starting to feel a strange pain in my my right leg that hadn't been there at all the previous okay. year, and on the first run, and it happily just disappeared after about five minutes. Yep. Uh, the first cycle was fast. I enjoyed it. Yep. I rode in a good bunch and did that in an hour and forty-five. Right. And I felt a bit cooked after that, though. Okay. To be honest, I probably rode a bit too hard. Yeah. Um, certainly for my you know running capability, the heart rate was up quite high. Yep. Um, so I found within um, 10Ks of the run, I started to cramp, and that meant a slow run over the hill. So, you know, pretty slow effort. Um, had a lot of fun, though, to be honest, even though that was tough. Yep. I saw some pretty amazing, inspirational it's things. Fun as in, like, with other competitors? Yeah, just finding people to run with, chatting with them on the way, inspired by seeing somebody actually who had fallen and uh, was sitting on the side of the trail with blood all over her face, obviously broken her nose, had, was being supported by the medical people. Yeah. Um, and then. 
amazing that I saw her the next morning uh, on the start line again for the cycle. That's awesome. Is it's, it? You're standing there in a bloody, but so bloody everywhere. All oh, over really? her, but, yeah, that's yeah. a badge of honour. Yeah, and a smile on her face. <laughs> so that to me was like, geez, if if yeah, if you can get through that, then you're, you're set up, right? Yep. And yeah, who am I to complain? Yep. To be honest. Um, so yeah, tough first day, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, that night in Columbia Corner was lovely. I really enjoyed the um, the feeling of having achieved something that day, yep. and then looking forward to the next day, which which was going to be just about as tough, to be honest. Okay. Yep. So day, day two started well. Um, really good cycle league through to Mount White. Um, I was quite pleased with the pace on that one. Yeah. Did you? How did you go compared um, to others? I was. You know, my my great achievement there was to be able to say that I did it at the same same actual time as Sam Manson, roughly. Okay. Kind of. Um, so that's pretty cool. Brilliant. Um, Are you calling Sam out to challenge you? For oh, next year? mate. I reckon you know if we want if he wants to get together, I could pass on some tips about <laughs> cycling. Um, certainly, you know. Uh, but no, I think I um I just happened to um quite big frame the wind was behind me I acted like a bit of a sail um, <laughs> and I was able to blast through yeah, good, quickly enough good 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 um, and then yeah the, the fun and games of the paddle um, I had a, an older kayak um, it uh, on the day the, the river was down I think 46 or 47 cumex yeah. so all the rocks all the, a lot of rocks were exposed um, I made some poor choices some old repairs got opened up um, on the bottom of the boat so I spent a lot of time during that paddle actually emptying the boat Retaping the boat, yep. emptying the boat, retaping it. Um, went over a few times when it would broach because it had 30, 40, 50 litres in the bottom, water of, the bottom yeah, of it. Okay. Um, but got it was there, yellow right? too, wasn't it? So yellow submarine. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was a, there certainly were a few jokes um, yep. along the way and managed to managed to somehow make it to the other end of the river. Yeah, but um, you got passed by the longest day, guys, did you? I did, yeah. In the river. Yeah, in the was river. That? That, was, that was awesome and terrible. Okay. Um, I was thinking, geez, how far behind am I here? Um, but to see Dougal Allen go past and have a yap with him as he went past. And he actually talked to you as yeah, well. Yeah, river chat. Yeah, because yep. I was, um, yeah, I'm not sure how many others he'd gone past. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. a few. Yeah. Um, but I was able to confirm to him there was nobody in front of him. Okay. So um, he probably knew that anyway. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was cool. Pretty cool from the coast to coast perspective of these guys that are coming past you that are actually still willing to have a chat yeah. rather than just in the zone and they're not talking to anybody. Exactly That's right. pretty cool, yeah. isn't it? I think they're always interested to hear from somebody else because it's a pretty, pretty lonely game up yep. there in the longest day. Yeah. Um, so I think you can give a bit of encouragement if it's coming from some, some wallet at the end of the field. <laughs> I, I don't think they care too much. So, um, exactly, cool. Yeah, and then got off, off uh, out of uh, at Gorge Bridge at my, um, my favourite spot and um, managed to... Yeah, to kind of um, do the, the time trial all the way back into, into New Brighton with a uh, headwind most of the way. Yep. So it was great fun. Um, and uh, just the emotion of, um, of coming into New Brighton um, and being able to run up that chute and having uh, Rob, my eight-year-old, uh, kind of run up with me yep. um, and having that beer and, and seeing Gurney there, seeing Junkins there and seeing my family there yeah, cool. and knowing that, hey, it's all done. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. done it. And yep. okay, so what's next? And you achieved that. High five. <laughs> managed to see you at the finish line. That was yeah. awesome, wasn't it? It was great. Yep. It was great. Brilliant. Yeah, one of the real highlights. And um, yeah, and then to kind of bask in the afterglow for a few days afterwards of just yep. an amazing high. Yep. The endorphin rush that seems to continue on for days afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. So uh, following that, what's the goal for next year? Next year, so next race or next coast to coast, um, just to do it better. Yep. To do it uh, more smoothly, to eliminate some of those mistakes I made, some of the concerns I had. <laughs> to come out of it um, you know knocking a few hours off that time yep. the um, yellow submarine's no longer no longer no it's sitting in the veggie garden at the moment still <laughs> it hasn't really moved since <laughs> probably a day or two right? after yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I should should do something with that yeah. but a lovely new um, uh, flow um, Aspire yeah. uh, kayak and that's been great um, it's a really nice boat and yeah. I'm really enjoying paddling in it yeah. and I think it'll make a huge difference on the day a mm-hmm. uh, lot more work on the running I uh, feel much more confident now on the hills and 
uh, haven't had the injuries they had last year. So all of that added together, and, and plus you know the continuation of our relationship and yep. the work we've been doing together means that I'm you know feeling pretty good about this race. Yep. Still got a little bit of nerves about yeah, it. Good, you know? you've got to have a little yeah. a few there, otherwise. That's right. Yep. But you know, once it starts, it starts, and you're into it. And yep. um, I'm really looking forward to that. And is the goal to beat the uh, the Dougal too? Yes, something? yeah, that's right. So that's the New ultimate Brighton. goal is to make sure that I get into New Brighton before the um, the the first first of the uh, long stage competitors come through. So whether that be Dougal, whether that be Sam, whoever, um, yep. as long as I'm ahead of them, that's that's job done. <laughs> if I don't, hey, um, as long as I've had a good time. Yeah, and, you know, that's and the know that goal. you've done your best. Yeah, that's right. Brilliant. Yeah, good yeah. job. Well, thanks for that. Well done, Matt. Um, well done on the training, all the adventures you've had so far. I'm looking forward to cheering on. Uh, come next year's race in 2020. Great, thanks for Good job, well done. I feel like, Richard, you know, in your job, Team CP, coach, you've changed a fair few people's lives. Yeah, it's pretty rewarding. We do a lot of work behind the scenes and a lot of communication and all that sort of good support and stuff that goes on, but uh, it's really rewarding of uh, the high fives you get when people actually achieve their thing. And we try and get to as many events as we possibly can uh, and actually seeing people as they cross that finish line is super awesome. And I think, you know, like I, I get that rewarding, you've changed somebody's life or you've helped them change their life. Yeah. But what you've really done is probably just bought what was already inside those people out and actually enabled them to to meet their own goals and, and find their own selves a lot of the time. That's right. I, I find it's more of a facilitator type role, actually, actually helping them find that uh, helping them ask their own questions and guiding them rather than saying this is the way to do it. And, and Matt's a great example of starting from ground zero, um, getting to a point, but not stopping there and continuing to strive and chase that next thing. That's right. And that's that growth mindset, isn't it? Like things go wrong, is okay, what am I going to do about it? Okay, well, I can go back and do that better and, and striving to be better and seeing how good you can actually be. And that's the thing with this. It's how good can I actually be if I put it all together and I, I'm organized and things go well. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. And we bang on about the mindset a lot. And it's probably the strongest attribute you can actually have it's all very well having leg muscles and all of those yeah. things but your mindset is probably one of the most powerful things as we yeah. talk about um so again as as we've talked about this race you know we're nearly at the nearly at go time yep. uh a quick recap on some things that we should be remembering yeah i guess the thing really is like it goes back to right at the start and why you signed up for a start is that remembering why you probably made them <laughs> oh no okay oh, no, 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 all right. do it, no, do it. Like, you must do this yeah, yeah probably yeah. well uh so yeah remember why and go back to uh i mean sometimes we can get competitive with ourselves or i could do this time and all that sort of stuff but actually is it about that is it about uh reflecting on that journey that we've had all that good stuff we've done take confidence from all those different training sessions we've done as well and bring your family and celebrate the whole thing with them as well and, and it'll be an awesome experience and again if it doesn't all go to plan on race day and it does fall apart or for whatever you know taking that feeling you've got now pre-starting going shit i'm fit i'm yep. i'm you know i'm really good i'm and and if it all goes to plan, well, it all falls apart and doesn't yeah. go to plan, at least you can take that. Take that positive from that going, well, but yes, yes, but look, exactly. look where I did and get to. And there's going to be stuff that goes wrong, but there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that goes right. So, uh, And that might take a bit of debriefing in your head if it doesn't go well, but just embrace that challenge. Walk forward to that challenge. Say, well, I'm as good as I possibly can be prepared. Let's stand tall and go and have a good time and see what actually happens. Just enjoy that whole weekend. Yeah, and we've heard from our other, you know, some of the top athletes that we've had that who have and. Encountered 
uh, some difficult times during the race, yep. how they've had to get themselves over that as well. So so maybe go back, listen to a couple of podcasts, <laughs> yes. uh, take a bit of that in so that, you know, it's not just you. It happens to the top level, to the bottom. It happens to everyone. It's just how you overcome that. Going back right to episode number one, summarising Dougal, he talked about, uh, like, and I've asked this today, are you nervous? Well, I'm not really nervous. It's actually me versus the course. And if I do that well, well, then the result will become what it is sort of thing. So that's what it's about. And then you can smile and have fun. And, and if you're having fun, you're probably going all right. Yeah, excellent. Well, uh, this is sort of near the end of episode eight here. This is our last uh, podcast leading up to the race. Yes, that's right. But don't panic. If you're listening out there, don't panic. We will be back. You can't get rid of us that easy. There will be a post-race debrief. Yes, so we'll grab a couple of people on the finish line, have a good chat about their race, what's happened, a bit of a vibe of the finish line, all that sort of stuff as well. Absolutely. I look forward to catching a bit of sweat and and, <laughs> and some stories all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But Richard, we're going to send this podcast out uh, with a little interview that you did uh, on location. Yeah, I mean, the CP Media team is all about getting out and about on location, keeping it real. You ne- just never know where you're going to pop up with a microphone, right? You're pretty famous for your golden <laughs> microphone. Yeah, that's right. So this was over the top of the mountain run. We had a bit of a practice run the other week and uh, managed to catch up with Mike on the finish line. A pretty funny story, what he was up to the night before, and he went pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a high five, Richard. Yep, good job. And uh, we're going to listen to Mike, and we'll see you post-race. Good luck, everybody. Yeah, well done. Have fun. Give it heaps. Hi team, it's Richard Greer reporting live and on location for the Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcast. I'm here with Mike. We've just been uh, through the mountain run. How are you feeling, Mike? Yeah, pretty happy to be here. It's, uh, it's still a pretty technical run. Yeah. So, um, when was the last time you went through the course? Uh, about 10 years ago, whenever they had the storm and we weren't allowed through uh, through the course. Really, we had to go on the roads and across. Oh, that, that would be like 2010 or so, was it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So did you do the longest day that year? Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Wasn't quite the uh, plan to spend a lot of time on the roads, but uh, we got to Christchurch anyhow. It was good. <laughs> good stuff. So uh, the comeback, is it? Uh, what's the story here? Tell us about that. Uh, basically, I got kicked out of my missus' support crew, so I was like, oh, well, I'll do teams with a mate instead. So, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, uh, was there a strict requirement to, in terms of support crew, or you just weren't up to standard? What happened there? Uh, nah, one of my mates said she'd do it, and she probably thought it made her do a better job. Right. <laughs> Well, at least it's honest. It's very honest in the in, in your household. That's good. So, um, and uh, what's the plan for race day? What's the what's the goal? What are you shooting for? Uh, well, we'll be in the vets, so we'll probably try and you know, give the other vets a bit of a run for the money. Eh? Yeah, it's you kind of it's because you're getting long in the tooth doesn't mean you don't still like giving it a no, Jay. It's probably the most competitive category <laughs> yeah. there is, though. Eh? Yeah, the, the probably the most cunning of the categories. Eh? Yeah. Yep. Nice. So how did the run uh, back in uh, 10 years ago, training across the course, how did the run over there today, how did you find it? Well, it seems to have gone a lot slower because my time certainly have. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely rough, wasn't it, early on? Uh, yeah. it, found, it felt it pretty rough. How did you go um, on the way up to the pass? How did you sort of break that down? Yeah, no, I enjoyed it, eh? Like, it's wicked to be back here, so I was actually loving it. And then on kind of the way out, I kind of thought I'd be able to give it a nudge, but I actually found that it was real slow and the descent's coming out. So I've got a bit of work to do between now and race day. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it was nice. a bit of shock. 
And uh, uh, what was your preparation coming into this training run today? What, how did you sort of prepare last night? Uh, well, there's a couple of big bots down at the Bailey. It wasn't much brekkie this morning, so... There's a pretty stiff coffee when I pulled up beside you in Arthur's Pass. I think I probably got a caffeine hit just from smelling it. Well, that was breakfast. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, and did you have a morning tea snack at all? Uh, yeah, I think I had a bit of licorice on the way up when I was starting to get a bit flat. So, yeah, no. And a power bar um, up at the hut, so yeah. No, okay, so maybe a little bit of nutrition yeah. uh, come race day. So you're not, you're just holding back something in reserve uh, to pull out for the rest of the veterans. So uh, have to watch out. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more attention to detail required. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. And uh, just uh, background, what what do you do? What's your um, where do you where you're based, etc. Uh, based in Queenstown, just a chippy down there. So um, yeah, just kind of. Try to give it a nudge in the weekends yep. and say yeah. And how's the how's the biking? How's the running been going? Uh, there was hasn't been much mountain biking. We kind of did a bit last night in Craigieburn, which is wicked out of the yeah. back of Craigieburn village. Um, and uh, so, oh, sorry, Castle Hill village. Um, and uh, yeah, like just the running kind of. We take the shoes on holiday and kind of yeah, a bit of spare time. You might go for a trot. Yep, so, nice. Nothing, nothing too hard out. So you two person or three person team? Uh, two, two person. Yeah, yeah. Brent Hudson's a kayaker, so he always goes pretty good in the boat. So it'd be cool, eh? Yeah. Have a weekend with the mates and have look after the kids along the way as well. So <laughs> yeah. And how do you balance that family sort of side of things with a bit of training? Uh well, um, you just kind of you have turns really. Yeah. It's kind so of whatever's fair. You kind of try and keep it keep it a fair field, eh? Yep. So yeah. your wife's into it as well. She's doing the longest day. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so she's given longest day a good nudge this year, so yeah, um, kind of try and squeeze squeeze a bit of training in, yeah, it's no, it's pretty cool having everybody into it in the house, so. Yeah. And yeah. how's the, are the kids going to come up and be part of the event? Yep, no, kids do a support crew as well, so that Josie will drop them off at Klondike and then she'll go back with her dad and my brother is doing her support crew now, um, and... They'll go, she'll go do longest day and the kids will hang with us for the uh, rest of the day and we'll be able to catch up um, in, on the beach. Yeah, cool. How old are the kids? Uh, seven and five. Oh, perfect. They'll be right into it. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're kayaking when we're up at RO. We just come out of there. So, no, they've had a good time at the beach. Oh, so yeah. Expecting big things from Dad. <laughs> yeah, expecting bigger things from Mum, I think. <laughs> okay, keep talking yourself down. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, good to catch up. Well done on your run today and uh, rest up. There must be, there's a bit of hunting going on with the lads yeah, for the rest uh, of the couple boys, of days. Boys are going out in the hill tonight. So, um, yeah, should be cool. Eh? Good good stuff. Oh, well. uh, don't work too hard. Uh, I hope they should be able to carry the pack or do something for you. <laughs> They're not that way inclined, <laughs> eh? It's not really the way they roll. Seems <laughs> <laughs> to think I'm always in training. <laughs> Good stuff. Well done, Mike. All well, the best. Thank you. Who's that?